fade in. Exterior, a redwood forest, twilight. Full noon rising between trees. Green city limit sign next to dark highway. Dissolve to, sign, white block letters. Arcadia, California, population 16,179. Freeze frame. Superimpose, episode two, establishing shot and location sound. Saturday, March 21st, 2009. Audio notes, part four, untitled small town film project. The small town diner, natural gathering place for the inhabitants of this environment, both adult and immature, and an excellent location for observation, particularly on Saturday afternoons after the farmer's market. Oh look, a nearby table is occupied by an adult and what appears to be its young. They seem to be having some sort of conflict. Let's watch and see what happens. I told you I missed the deadlines for the clubs. No one has any openings now, and I'm not going to- I'm sure you could get into something. Just go talk to the advisor. Oh, what about Justine? Isn't she on the paper? You two have known each other for so long. I know if you went and talked to her, she'd just get you- I don't want to be on the paper, Dad. I told you that about a hundred times. And I- Justine and I aren't friends. You'd know that if you actually talked to the neighbors instead of trying to impress them. They appear to be engaging in one of the most common displays for this particular pairing of adults and young. The argument. I don't know how you managed to push that sweet girl away. She's always been so nice to you. Then what about debate? You certainly like to argue. Or maybe mock trial? Or you could even go out for a sport. You're going to regret it if you graduate and you haven't had any high school experiences. Dad. And God knows you need extracurriculars for college applications. Ah yes, the young one tries to assert its independence, but the adult counters with the dominant posture. Dad. Your grades aren't going to get you a scholarship, and you ask- Dad! What is it, Willow? Never mind. Just forget it. And tiring of the conflict, the adult resorts to the use of a full name, forcing the young to submit. All I'm asking is that you try. Is that really so hard? I don't know why you have to make so much trouble making friends. I certainly didn't when I was your age. Sure, and you never hear what anyone says about us either. What was that? Nothing. So you're going to look around? Talk to Justine or Mr. Estrada? Yeah, sure. Whatever. Good. You know I only push you because I want the best for you, Will. You could be really popular if you just made an attempt to be more friendly. I'll go pay. I don't know why you make everything so hard. And as always, the young surrenders. This humble narrator admits surprise at the subject of this encounter. He would have assumed that the residents of small town America push their young into physically aggressive sports, but this adult exerted pressure toward more cerebral- Hey! Cerebral and, uh, um, yeah? Mind your own business. Are you recording me? No, I, I mean, yes, but I, I'm making a movie. Sure, I'm not interested. Don't get that tape recorder near me again. Not like you'd be a good source of material anyway. Our observations of small town life and its natural habitat illustrate once again that people are largely the same in any location, and that adults and their offspring, in the average situation, repeat similar patterns ad infinitum. <sighs> None of that is useful. I should just erase it to save tape space. Why does this place have to be so boring? Saturday, March 21st, 2009. 
Audio Notes Part 5, Untitled Small Town Film Project. The protagonist of the film is going to be an adult, of course. Not that I don't see the potential in an it-or-let-the-right-one-in type thing, but teen-makes-teen-driven story is too much of a gimmick. I want the film to stand on its own merits, not because of my age, but that doesn't mean I need to shy away from using kids or kid-centered locations. The scary child is a horror staple for a reason, and likewise, the creepy carnival. It would be stupid to avoid taking advantage of that because I was afraid to be seen as a kid making childish stuff. Which is why I'm currently scouting the Jinx Arcade and Soda Fountain, because with a name like that, it has almost got to be weird. Even if this is Arcadia. Right? And first impression is that it lives up to expectations. From the outside, this place looks like it was remodeled 20 years ago into a faux-nostalgic 50s diner collided with a late 80s, early 90s miniature golf-adjacent arcade, half red and white check tiles and leatherette booths, half purple carpet with neon yellow lightning bolts, all faded, dusty, and worn around the edges. So, basically perfect for my needs. And the inside lives up to the exterior's promise. Yeah, this would work for a lot. Low light, which is good. It's probably filthy. Old games, or old enough, don't really tie the setting to a time period except vintage in the loosest sense. Hey, I haven't seen that one in years. I used to be really good at it. It might be difficult to actually film in here. I wonder if whoever owns this would let me... Who, who's... Hello? That was weird. I could have sworn someone was calling- I thought I heard someone out here. Good afternoon, young man. Welcome to the Jinx Arcade and Soda Fountain. I am Arthur Jinx, proprietor. <laughs> and I did not intend to startle you. Please, let me make amends. A token of my well-meaning nature. Try your hand at a few of these games free of charge, and perhaps you'll find enough of entertainment value to stay and play. Thank you? Don't mention it, young man. I am but a humble businessman and purveyor of delights. How could I allow a potential customer to leave unsatisfied? Uh, thanks. Did you, uh, did you hear someone else before? Like, I mean, another voice, not mine? I heard nothing I would not expect to hear in my establishment, young man. Ah, uh, thanks. Weird overlap of game sounds or something. Still. Then unless you have further need of me. N no. I, I mean, no, thanks, and thanks for the tokens. Don't mention it. After all, it would not do to be less than welcoming to a newcomer to our fair town. Now, go, play, enjoy yourself, and if you do, please return another day. That guy also lives up to the promise of this place. He's the only properly weird person I've met here so far, which is frankly excellent. I wonder if I can work a character like that into the film. But that can wait. I have... An hour and a half before the family outing of the day, and a handful of free game tokens. So... I know that you have to be on site for the transition, but I don't see why we all had to move here. You could have taken care of it from San Francisco. The lawyer said the business alone would sell for... It isn't about just the business, Karen. There's the house too, the whole estate. It's been in my family for... You hate your family. I don't hate them. They're just... They weren't... Come on, Carrot. You know how they are. Were. And it just got worse when Lyndon died. 
sorry. Look, uh, Holly, I didn't mean it like that. It's just... I can't even remember the last time you said something good about Arcadia, much less the house itself. Saturday, March 21st, 2009. Audio Notes Part 6, Untitled Small Town Film Project, in which the moms discuss whether or not we'll stay here for the 387th time. Look, I know it's got history. I do, and I know that's important to you, but sweetheart, is this really the best place for us? I mean, what do either of us know about managing a logging business, of all things? Apparently, that's how the falconers made their fortune, logging the redwoods. I guess they were pioneers of sustainable forestry or something, because not only are there still woods on two sides of the town, but the nature-loving citizenry has nothing at all bad to say about the family. Garen's got a point, though. I mean, how many people these days do know something about managing a logging business? I don't know why we're having this conversation again. You agreed we should move. The house is ours. Do you think we'd have saved up enough money to buy in the bay? Hunt, I know it's different. I know there's a bit of culture shock going on, but when would we ever have this kind of opportunity again? Say we did sell, put the money in savings, invest it. In a few years, we're both still working full-time trying to pay for Nico's college. Hey, don't bring me into this. Sorry, sweetheart. Here, we have a house, a long-term source of income. Falconer logging and lumber practically runs itself. Travis said Dad hadn't had a hand in management regularly for five years. It's a change. Change is scary, but it's the best thing for the family. Travis Castaneda, foreman and manager of Falconer Logging. He's worked there about 30 years, has a beard halfway down his chest for his red plaid flannel, lumberjack stereotype in body. I know. I do. It's just a lot of change. And it's killing me not to be working. Yeah, I know. (laughs) You know, Arcadia has its own local theater. I saw a flyer at the library. You should go over, see if they need anything. I can't imagine they have anything like a professional artist doing (laughs) that. I have a... I know it's local theater, but you said yourself you want something to do, and... Oh, here we are. Look, I know. But give it a year. If you still hate it, we'll talk again, okay? I love you. I don't want you to be miserable, but at least give it a chance before you decide you are. (sighs) Okay. Yeah, you're right. It is a good thing for us. I just need to get used to it. (sighs) I love you too. This shouldn't take too long. Travis said he had some invoices for me. I don't know why you wanted to come with. Scouting shooting locations. Scouting shooting. He's your son. Just be back here in an hour, okay? You've got your phone? Yes, Mom. Good. Don't go too far, and don't get lost, and don't- Don't step on any nails, and don't fall in the river, and don't eat anything, and don't get kidnapped. I got it. (laughs) I love you too, kiddo. Okay. The Arcadia Timberland. I know there's going to be at least one useful location here. Saturday, March 21st, 2009, Audio Notes Part 7, Location Scouting, Untitled Small Town Film Project. I feel like it would be way too cliché to set too many scenes in the woods. Or maybe not cliché, but it feels like a cop-out. The setting itself is creepy. There's nothing for the director to do to make it be. 
Plus, anyone would feel a little weird out here. It's supposed to be scary. It's not weird that it is, which would undermine the whole purpose of the film. It is fairly unsettling, though. It has gotten absolutely quiet. I'm not even that far away from the worksite, and I can't hear anything from it, which is saying something given how many generators they have running. I imagine the tree trunks are good insulation or whatever, but it does feel like I'm completely alone. I can see why so many things use this kind of setting. I could use someplace out here as the site of the first reveal. Maybe he's thinking everything is in his head so he gets out of town to clear it, comes out here to go camping or something. Then he's out here and it's silent and all of a sudden someone comes out from behind a tree and jump scare. <laughs> that's really cheap. That isn't psychological creeping horror, that's slasher at best. I'm not going to let my concept devolve into something like that just because there's a good place to oh. film. You. I hadn't thought I would meet you here. Not now. Before I would have. But not now. Um, hello? It is a beautiful day to come out, though. I know why you would have come out. Even if you weren't supposed... Too beautiful to stay inside. I didn't think I'd find you here. You were always so good. Never went too far. Um, miss, if... Do you need help? Are you lost? <laughs> Lost? Brother, these woods are mine. They've always been mine. When moon and season turn as one, then change about for both be done. <sighs> but if you are here, you are lost. And you are here, aren't you? You are real. You won't melt away this time. <laughs> you are real enough. When you will melt away, I can't touch you. So you are real. And here. Which means you are lost. Brother, why have you come out? It's the wrong time. The moon is down. There will not be dancing for hours. There will not be dancing for you. Before the moon comes. They always wanted you before. Not me. And here you are. And here you can be found. Found instead of me. They never wanted me. Little lost girl. And you're such a pretty boy. And they can take you now. And let me go. Let me go home. I'm glad, brother. Half again myself. And we will dance with them when the moon rises. Give me your hands. I know the steps now. I can teach you. If you haven't known all along. I, I think... Um, look, I think you should wait here 
there are people just back there. I can go and get someone to help you. Just, just hang on for a minute. I'll, I'll go get. Smash cut. Black screen. Over black, roll credits. Nico McCleary is played by M. German. Will Sudsworth is played by Thomas Fleming. Mr. Sudsworth is played by Daniel Scholler. Holly McCleary is played by Vanessa Haas. Karen Segretti is played by Corbin Appleby. Arthur Jenks is played by Eric Seguente. Delphine Falconer is played by Izzy Trevelyan. Arcadia, California is a production of Law of Names Games. It is written and directed by Lee Seguente and edited by Eric Seguente. More information about the show and its cast can be found in the episode notes or at arcadiacalifornia.lawofnames.com. Fade out.